Good morning and uh, welcome back to the Continental Breakfast. A day late, so we'll be getting this on the 1st of July. Uh, it's just myself and Brennan. Hello, Brennan. Hello. Uh, we didn't get the record last night, just a few technical issues and difficulties, but um, obviously uh, Ukraine and England are through, so we'll touch back on those games and, and, and certainly the England result and, and talk a bit about, about on that. And then myself and Brennan are going to look ahead to the last eight which is starting on Friday night, uh, two games Friday and, and two games Sundays or Saturday as well. Sorry. So we'll go through those, our predictions. I think Steve sent his in as well. And Paddy and Johnny, well, they're a bit busy, but when they get theirs, we'll, we'll put them up on our socials. Brendan, uh, everyone keeps saying to me it's coming home, but I didn't <laughs> know everyone. everyone's from Italy. You know, it's very strange how everyone keeps saying this. But do mm. you believe that football is indeed looking like it's heading home in Vericomas to England? Yeah, well, you um, <clears throat> you started the podcast by saying there was technical issues last night. I think some of the issues were maybe the boys didn't want to talk about England. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, <clears throat> it was, I think, myself and Paddy maybe sort of half-tipped England at the start. Um France or England, I think I said, um, and obviously now all my eggs in the English basket. But um, like I don't want them to win. Obviously, I think we've established uh, on this podcast already. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> I will say it looks favourable for them, but that doesn't always tend to be, you know, a good thing no. for England. Um, this tournament has shown as well that nothing's favourable. Yeah, true. And also, you know, a lot of people are forgetting that this is the first time in this tournament that England will have to travel. And they have had, they have had, good, I would say, good crowds behind them in their group games in the round of 16 so far. Like the, um, it always have seemed to have been a good, uh, like, Weather day, um, there was good atmosphere from the word go, and like that's fine to help a team, especially when these players are used to not having uh, fans for the you know the last eighteen months. Like so, um, yeah, I think it'll definitely be. I mean, after that England game, you thought like, yeah, for sure they'll be playing Sweden, and Sweden will be a tough test. But after watching that um, Swedish uh, Ukraine game. You know, you you can say Ukraine will be a tough test now as well. So, yes, on paper they're on the easier side of the draw, um, and you know if they do beat Ukraine, which you know people think they will, uh, they'll have another tough game. You saw how kind of tough they found it against Czech Republic already, and then we know what Denmark have been like. Yeah, obviously everything that's happened to them and and the football they played against Wales was some of the best we've seen in the competition. So not easy, um. And then if they do get that far, you know, they're likely going to have a very tough game in the final. So I don't think it's it's coming home yet. Um, I think there's a, there's a long way to go. I think Southgate and, and maybe Harry Kane as well have tried to calm people down and say there's, you know, still have a lot to do here. Um, but, you know, look, they have a great... You have a great chance, like when you're when you're into the quarterfinal. You know, all yeah. these teams can win it. Like I think anyone can win this race. Like I honestly do. I think all eight teams have a chance. And I know, <clears throat> yes, um, uh, 
factually they all do and mathematically they all do have a chance but I genuinely believe all eight of these teams left in it it's hard It's hard to really break it down because you don't know we, we, say, we all thought France were going to run away with they were dumped up by yeah. Switzerland we thought Germany would maybe come back they were they were woeful yesterday at times uh, apart from Havertz actually for, his fair dues he played very well I thought for Germany Um mm. You know, we thought Master Portugal. <laughs> yeah, we it was maybe. Uh, it's just a pity his mates couldn't finish. Um, we thought that group of death was gonna just come out of it and smash Hungary all over the place. Come out of it, and the winners come out of that group, and all three are way home. Yeah, all three have gone now. So, yeah, it, it's such a it's a brilliant, brilliant um, Euros. I have loved this tournament so far. And before we talk about our predictions and, and different things in a minute or two, Breton, and I'm sure we'll all get into them over the next couple of days on, on all the podcasts. I, when Liverpool win things, I'm guilty of this, believing that, you know, they're unbelievable. And you see it through tinted glasses. What a performance or what a result. They've been mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, there's been a lot of over the top stuff I feel has gone on about England's performance yesterday. And I think Chris Waddle actually nailed it. He was sort of saying as well, like, yeah, it was we we won the game, but let's not kid ourselves. Germany had four really good chances where they put one or two of those away, especially before England score, and it's it's looking like game over. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The defense still isn't there for England. And the team no. showed yesterday Germany you can get out. So I. I, I get it, and I'm not trying to be a party people right now here to anyone English that's listening to this. I get it. You're on the crest of the wave. It's brilliant. You've finally beaten Germany again after 66 in the in a knockout game on the Euros or a World Cup. It's a brilliant result for you. You had fans in. It's quite emotional for some players. It was class, and I have so much respect for a lot of that aspect or whatever. But I think it was Roy Smith said it on podcast the other night. He was talking about Switzerland. He would worry now that Switzerland would get to, I remember down the story, they get too high. You know, after their big win, and they'll come mm. crashing down. And yes, Ukraine have done really well to come through. And I just wonder if Ukraine can catch them cold in Rome on Saturday night. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's definitely a couple. Like for example, if you look at the round of sixteen, like there's Wales, Denmark. You would have said tight game. Denmark hammered them four 0 Italy, Austria. You would have said breeze for Italy. They struggled, let's be honest, for a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Netherlands got put out by the Czech Republic, convincingly. Um, Belgium, Portugal, we thought would be a tight game anyway. Croatia, Spain, pure chaos. Nuts, cut them went either way. France, Switzerland, ridiculous. <laughs> what happened there? That that um, Monday was, was a joke. Um, and then England, Germany, cut them went either way. Um, and... Sweden, Ukraine, you would have predicted Sweden to, to go through there. So, you know, that's at least half that you wouldn't, you don't have a clue what's going on. So you can't predict, you know, these games. You can't predict the, um, now you've added, as I said earlier, you've added the whole thing of travel into it. Um, it's completely different, you know, for England that they've spent a lot of this time, um, over the past couple of weeks at home, um, with their families there, home crowd behind them. That's all got to change now. It'll be hotel, you know, um, a different stadium, different pitch even, you know, can make a difference. Um, so, yeah, Ukraine could definitely catch some cold. I think that they just need to, I think they were, they got a wee bit, wee bit too high, uh, I would say, after that result yesterday. 
it wasn't, you know, yeah, I mean, yes, obviously you just want to win at this stage and go through, but by no means was it a scintillating performance. Um, you know, Germany definitely had more of the ball. It, it, it dominated for large parts of the first half, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, you know, Werner missed a big chance um, in the first half. Uh, Pickford must have made a good, although it was straight at him, uh, Havert, from Havertz's volley. And then Muller, I mean, if that goes in, like, how much would you put your house on, on Muller to finish that every time? You know, and he, he drags it wide and suddenly... Um, the momentum is with England again, but that goes in like it's a completely different story. So fine, fine margins. Um, and uh, you know, as we've seen so far in this tournament, the, the big boys don't always get it done. England included, you know, the really poor I thought against Scotland, especially in the group. Um, and we know definitely from uh, we'll maybe speak about it now that other game, you know, that Ukraine are dogged and they definitely can hurt you on the counter they have some some players who who can finish and who can who can provide quality in the final third yeah on ukraine like i know you you were you're really impressed this tournament with sweden weren't you especially Forsberg. yeah Yeah. Forsberg and exactly they were they were really good last night, Sweden as well. But as you said, Ukraine just yeah. hung in there, and it's not to do Ukraine an injustice at all. Here. They just hung in, they stuck in the fight, and then what we hadn't had yet—a last-minute goal or an extra time in this tournament—and it was like last ten seconds or whatever. Bang, mm-hmm. winner, a brilliant header by the substitute. Just forget his name, but by the substitute, brilliant, brilliant header. And the thing with Ukraine as well, and also I think Paddy touched on it by Czech Republic is there's such a physical side. Yeah, they're real physical side, and this is why I don't think they're going to get it their own way. I think a lot of people think that's them in the semi-finals now, which is fair enough. Like we all, I think we all thought different teams were going to do quite well. We'll not mention them now. I think we'll get over them. Um, but it, and it didn't happen. And I, yeah, I, I would have if I was an English fan, I wouldn't be so confident just yet. You're heading off to semi-final at Wembley, um, because the way Ukraine got on last night, and obviously. Big thing for Shevchenko. He's done quite well when he played in Rome when he played there in Serie A, so he'll be carrying that on. The one thing for Ukraine is they'll need to watch the injuries and see who's picked up and who's who's going to be fit. And they did play in the extra time, so they, they played a little bit extra than England. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game too. I think all, all the quarterfinals are... I mean, that game maybe isn't as evenly matched as some of the other ones, but I think the rest of them are all very, very evenly matched, Britain. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you know... Obviously, the the standout game is um, Belgium Italy um, mm. in terms of in terms of big boys, but um, being balanced, yeah, my eyes are drawn to that that Czech Republic Denmark game. It's just it's really I think it's been a we haven't seen consistency from anyone really at this point. Um, oh, sorry, up to this point, it's it's really like if the if the Denmark turn up. That turned up against Wales. I mean, you would think they'll they'll dispatch of, of Czech Republic quite easily, but uh, that might not be the case. And then again, Spain are are so unpredictable. They seem like they they just want as many goals in the game as possible, whether it's for them or against them. That seems to be their approach so far. They just want a, a shed load of goals and for the game to be entertaining. So mm. that game against Switzerland should be good crack after. Um, they've got their first share of goals as well. Um, 
against France. So they they look like they're set up to be so entertaining. And what I'll say about each game is that you have somebody on every team who you know could could do something special, if you know what I mean, who, who could turn it on. Um, you know, we saw against France, Seferovic, what a performance that was for Switzerland. Um, I'm just thinking of uh, Ukraine and Yarmolenko. We know what he's capable of, obviously, in Belgium and Italy. There's a... There's threats all over the place. So it's really about who the individuals now that are going to step up. Obviously, England as well have, have some cracker individuals. <clears throat> um, some who people would argue should maybe be starting instead of, instead of on the bench. But, um, yeah, I think you're right about um, injuries and stuff and, and who's going to be tired and who's going to be ready because there's – there's not a lot of time when you take in travel and you take in the boys that have played, you know, 120 minutes after mm-hmm. playing three group games, you know, um, they all have to be managed. And then if you're, if you're looking at semi-finals a couple of days later as well, it's going to be really, really interesting to see, um, how these players are managed. It was Dobvik that got the goal, by the way, for Ukraine, but that is going to be key. Who, who's best managed? Some of these teams are also a little bit more rest than others, as we touched on too. Uh, Steve has given his predictions in. He thinks it's going to be Switzerland, Belgium, Denmark and England in the semi-finals. Who are the four teams for you, Brent, that's coming through? Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to go quite different. Uh, I'm going to say Spain um, because I watched them against Croatia and when they got into their stride, they were very good going forward. Um, and I think if they tighten up a little bit at the back, um, they, they'll, they'll get through there. Uh, seeing that Switzerland are obviously vulnerable to conceding some goals so far. So, um, I think if Spain maybe get on a, get on early goals, that, I think that's been the problem for Spain is taking them a while to score. Um, but if they score early, I think they'll, they'll push on. Um, sorry, that was a really long answer. I'll I'll run through them quickly. Um, I think I think Adelaide maybe have a bit too much for Belgium. I just think they got over the, they'll they actually got over that little scare so that they had against Austria. So I, I think they'll I think they're going to win it actually now. Um, mm-hmm. so Italy <clears throat> there. Um, just for pure hope, I hope Denmark uh, beat the Czech Republic. I've I've non really. Else attached to that game, apart from wanting them to, they're they're who I want to win it now, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll say them, and yeah, I think the quality is probably just a bit too much. Um, and you know, we know anything can happen, but you would, if you were an England fan, you would like to think that they would have enough to to beat Ukraine, especially after them playing 120 minutes and putting their all into to that. Yeah, round of sixteen game against Sweden. What about you? I I think Switzerland will will beat Spain. Um, they're very very hard. I know they've conceded three on nights. It sounds stupid, but they're very good defensively. And those players, a lot of them have been together since under seventeens. They know each other. 
Uh, they know what they're going to get out of each other. Um, I think, is Jack maybe missing it with a yellow card? Um, <clears throat> pardon me, I think he's possibly spot. I think, I think Switzerland will come through this. I think Italy will beat Belgium on Friday night. I think Denmark will beat Czech Republic on Saturday. And I think England will overcome Ukraine uh, on Saturday night. Um by by extra time, I think that one will go to. I think they'll they'll Ooh. come through it, but it'll be a real grind for them. It's going to be very physical. It'll be a real grind. Um, Jack is suspended, by the way. Jack is suspended. So he's the only player in in all of the teams that's suspended for the, <laughs> the quarterfinals. So uh, that that will be a difference for them a bit in midfield, and they'll need someone else to step up. But I think Vargas and and Mahemedy and 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 I think it was I can't remember the one that came on the other night. Um, they all showed they can add quality in that into the midfield in that team anyway. So I think I think I do think they will um, they will put Spain out, which would be a massive result again. But I, I can't see it happening. I just sort of fancy them to to get themselves in the semi final and make it quite difficult for Italy. And then do, the other do you think one it was weird. Sorry, yeah. that Jacket didn't hit a penalty. Did I miss something there? Or I think he was maybe sixth or seventh. Right, okay. I thought, that, I thought that was strange. Yeah, I thought too, but then he maybe just thought, uh, after him a free kick just before that, and a plus as well, he just had down to like half a bottle of Coke, so he was clearly busted, <laughs> uh, which I wasn't surprised. He was unbelievable the other night. Um, yeah. So that's maybe another factor why he didn't bounce up and take a penalty. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the quarterfinals and what I think will be the semi-final. I think there'll be two cracking games as well. And I'm a bit like you. I've said from the start I want Italy to win it, and I have my Italy shirt, and I'll still be wearing it. But I'd love Denmark to win it. I know it sounds cringy yeah. because of what happened, but I just would love Denmark to go on and win it. And there's also part of me who would like to see someone new win it. You know, Switzerland coming through, and someone like that. Or I know Belgium haven't won it. Belgium win it. If someone new win it would be nice. Like a, someone new win, I'm sorry, a major major tournament would be nice. So yeah, it was a lot to play for. I think like this tournament's it was going through the motions in the group stage because there's so many games and that's just rocketing through the end Yeah, and like we're just it's going too quick for me I'd rather have a game on every night and spread them out so we'd, we'd more action but it is what it is um, one other thing to touch on before we finish up Brett non-Euro related Rafa yeah. Benitez is back in management sir unbelievable um, and he absolutely he is worse than me and Johnny at love and chaos like, yeah. I totally respect him for it, but that is a mental move. It seems like he seeks it out um, because <laughs> the, the I mean going to Chelsea I thought was was quite risky as it was just because yeah. of the of the time he was in charge at Liverpool and the <clears throat> relationship with Chelsea at that yeah. stage we all know about. Um, but I mean, great manager, unbelievable manager. Um, we you know all about it, obviously, but. Um, the, the 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 players that Ancelotti was able to attract there and um you know it seems like Everton are really ambitious and a club that wants to go somewhere and certainly if they keep someone like Rafa Benitez in place, you know, that's um that's the right move to be making in that area and then they can build he can obviously maybe get a a bit more funding and just a bit more support than he did at Newcastle, and because he did such a good job there too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that it's it's um, it's great to have him back. It's it's exciting. It'll be 
good to see him in the Premier League again. Um, and good luck to him. Uh, what what's your reaction? Probably people more interested in in a Liverpool fans' thoughts. Well, the only job I would never want Rafa to take is Manchester United. Naturally, um, yeah. So I I am more than happy for him. I I follow Rafa, uh, love him, adore him, read his blog whenever he was doing stuff, um, have emailed him and all, and he, he's emailed me back and all before <laughs> about things, so like, yeah, I absolutely adore the man, and always will adore him, um, so it doesn't, it, it literally does not bother me in the slightest, um, I'm sa- happy he's getting to work at home now, because you know, his wife still lives, and they, all, they still live in the world, um, yeah. but I also hope he enjoys himself, but everyone get relegated. Naturally, um, and especially the way some of the fans, a minority of the fans, it might be bigger than I think, but have behaved, um, and uh, sending death threats and all that just like root them. But look, if he wants to go and do it, I'm fully behind him. Hopefully, we beat them in both derbies, but um, I'm fully behind him and I wish him all success. I, I love Rafa, and he did, and I love how much he loves chaos. Um, I can really get on board with that. I think so, so can Mr. Johnny. Uh, so I hope he does really well, uh, well enough. But um, yeah, as long as we finish above them and they not they too well, trophies. not too well. But I'm sure he will do quite. It'll be interesting to see what happens now with those players that are there and who you can bring in, as you said. It'll be interesting to see what he does with Dominic Calvert Lewin. No, yeah. Southgate maybe doesn't fancy him. Didn't include him in the squad yesterday, which could have backfired, but it didn't. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Um. So yeah, during the chaos of England qualifying for the quarterfinals, Everton released the news that they'd signed Rafa to try and bury it. Fair bit of them. Um, <laughs> but we will see that. We will see how that goes. And hopefully, by the time we've finished the Euros, maybe Spurs will announce a manager too. You know, crazy. You can start very soon for those lads. Like they need to hurry up. Um, yeah. But yes, I think that will do us for tonight, Brent. We'll be back. You're next here us after this on. I would say it's the Saturday morning after the two first quarterfinals. We'll do a show after those two. Um, so get all of our stuff, as we always say, on social media at the Football Bubble Pod. Um, get your podcast. Just go in your podcast apps and search for Football Bubble Pod. You'll find us there. And uh, Brett and the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Football Bubble. Folks, thanks very much. Thanks so much for listening to all the podcasts. We've had some really nice feedback. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, can't believe people listen to them from all over the place. <laughs> So fair play, ladies. Uh, and we'll chat to you again soon. Enjoy the quarterfinals on Friday night and good luck.